It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, I didn't, uh, I don't think I retweeted. Let me do that right now. Okay, go ahead and tweet. Go done, Alice. Deed is done. Okay. Let's get right to it, Alice. Uh, In big news, big news, <laughs> Alice. Yeah. That wasn't great, was it? No, it wasn't. No. In big news, we'll work on that. this is a uh, absolute coup. A coup. Nope. Okay. Emergency press conference time. Maybe the biggest emergency press conference that we've ever had here at Barstool Sports. Um, where to start? Penn Entertainment and Barstool Sports have gone our separate ways. As of this moment, while you were watching this video, I have purchased back Barstool Sports from Penn. So that is right. For the first time in a decade, I own 100% of Barstool Sports. Not since the churning deal have I been in total control of everything. Um, why did it happen? How did it happen? Well, I think Penn, who I have nothing but great things to say. I've said that all the way along with the Penn relationship. I have nothing but the most respect from Jay, his whole team, everything. Uh, we did this deal about three years ago, and I think both parties are like, we're going to take this thing to the moon. And we underestimated just how tough it is for myself and Barcelona to operate in a regulated world where gambling regulators, the New York Times, Business Insider, hit pieces, with the stock price every time we did something it was one step forward two steps back we got denied licenses because of me you name it 
So the regulated industry, probably not the best place for Barstool Sports and the type of content we make. Um, Penn was able to broker an unbelievable deal with ESPN. We wish them nothing but the best in their endeavors. It's truly a win-win. I still own a ton of Penn stock. I'll probably hold it because I think it's going to go up. But more importantly, for us, for Barstool, for the first time in forever, we don't have to watch what we say, how we talk, what we do. It's back to the pirate ship. And by the way, I am never going to sell Barcel Sports, ever. I'll hold it till I die, and when I die, I'll give it to Dan or Kevin, who's ever left standing. If their kids are still alive, they'll get whatever. We will pass it down. This is now going to be a place for content, 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 content. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. That's right. I'm not going anywhere. Barstool Sports, the Pirate Sip, the Cannons, they will plunder from now for the next hundred years. So welcome back. Back in control. So there we go. So That's great news. I think it is great news. I think it's great news. That's great uh, news. Because I've been frank with you and you and I have talked about this also. Mm-hmm. Saying that, you know, that it is what it is. The decision was made and they weren't when they were part of Penn a content company anymore. They were a brand that was associated with like bars inside Penn Casino. Exactly. Like it was a brand that you put on stuff, but it was no longer a company whose primary focus was making content. Like the content was just to support the brand. Exactly. Not the other way around. But this is great news because that's the literally the only way you can have free speech places. Is if it's privately owned by somebody who doesn't give a bleep. Right. And so so a couple of things to think about here. One, I think obviously content wise, it is great news. I do wonder I do wonder if a little bit it's too late because there are a bunch of employees who have been there who have worked under um the pen rules, the pen human resources um you know um you know, uh, policy points uh, mm-hmm. with, with some woke stuff as well. You know, some stuff doesn't go that go anymore. You know, obviously they got rid of the guy uh, Hank or whatever Dave's friend for uh, singing rap lyrics. But you didn't know, so, didn't Dave hire him to yeah, do something else? To like do his garden or something? It's, it's different. But but so so I wonder if they truly can totally go back now. And was there a thing at the live show uh, where Kirk resigned? For more years, yes, he resigned for three too. more years. Yeah. So maybe he so, saw this coming. Who so knows? maybe this was, you know, a, there was writing on the wall internally that this was going to happen. Right, right. And so, but they like one of their people tried to get another host fired because because he was because um, he didn't like the Barbie movie. I mean, like inside Barstool, there are a lot of, and you've heard Kirk talk about this, Minahan talk about this for the last few years. There were a lot of hurt feelings, mostly women, but not all just women, who have been very, very woke, very PC. You know, they, they wouldn't post, like, his Eric or Trump or Trump Jr. interview trying to get people... I mean, there are a lot of... There are very many zillennial and millennial employees there who are afraid... Oh, who are very oversensitive about things and, you know, have made noise about it, including Porto himself, like, over the BLM stuff. It, like, you weren't allowed to not go with every single uh, progressive mm-hmm. fad out there or there was hell to pay inside well, there. Well, yeah, I mean, I think a couple things about that. One is that I don't think Portnoy's culturally a conservative. So 
I don't think he necessarily, like, I don't think he scares off people as much as if, like, Tucker Carlson had bought Barstool or something. Yeah, but but you, you weren't, know? yeah, but they acted as if Tucker had bought Barstool when Portnoy. Yeah, but that's because they had something to hold over Barstool, which is that Barstool was, at that point in time, a part of a heavily regulated government Yes, but what I'm saying is industry. some of those people who were encouraged to speak out still work there in the building. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think I think where they don't have anything to hold over Barstool anymore because Barstool's livelihood is no longer tied up with public perceptions about how good of people Barstool are, right? You know, once once they lose that regulatory tool to hold over their heads, those people lose power. And a lot of times when those people lose power and are faced with people who don't care if they complain about stuff, a lot of times they go away. Do you know what I mean? Well, right. Because it's giving people like that power over your organization that 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 gives that allows them to keep going with this stuff and empowers them more, right? Like and that's the thing like we saw that with the phantom gourmet stuff too, right? Is that like you cave to those groups of people and you just have to keep caving and keep caving and like so when those when those groups of people are faced with like no action items for anything they can make anybody do, that's the only time when they when they back down or go away. But they had a really really big tool to control Barstool and what they said, and that was the fact that government regulators could come in and really financially hurt the company. Yes, and I get that, I understand, but I wonder too that. You know, Dave's older than he used to be. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the same thing. Or I don't know, maybe it is. Who knows? I mean, I remember Barstool when we would get it at Intercom in Brighton when it was new, but it was just a magazine back then. Mm -hmm. And we loved it because we were all single young men, well, youngish men. And and as a matter of fact, I put a poster up of one of the co-eds, BU co-eds, in our office, and Julie kind of took it down or ordered <laughs> us to take it down. Cause it was, but... um. But I mean, it was like, it, like, so we wonder because <clears throat> he, he started off as the, the original one was a gambling platform. Barstool was the original magazine mm -hmm. for people who gamble and like chicks and drinking, you know? <clears throat> yeah. And it was in the wheelhouse of sort of all the stuff that was popular in that era, like Maxim magazine and the man show. And like, right. it had that sort of right. like, so housey vibe. Oh, to totally. It. Totally. So I wonder if they'll quite go back to that. Or if if it's I mean, just the sharpest content there is, if if it's if it's like Dave know. who's good, who's very good on the air, and and uh, Big Cat who's very good on the air. I don't uh, know what the market for that particular genre is still the same as it was. Well, in maybe Alice six or whatever. Well, uh, you know what? We're missing some of that. Maybe men are back. Maybe men are back and are allowed to be men now. Maybe that's what this uh, we're learning here is that it's time to push the culture back. I'm not saying, you know, although they still could do the co-ed thing. It was great, obviously, to attract me. I don't even know if they still do it, but they had, like, mm -hmm. best ass of the month or week. You know, they they was, they was weren't messing around back then. But, um, but I mean, there's a lot of talented people. That guy, uh, Feidelberg, is like a, he's like a brilliant guy. Brilliant. 
I don't know. You probably don't know him. Mm-mm, not really. He's just a brilliant. He's a big brain in that building. Where I don't know. You know, they seem to like a lot of like whack packer kind of people. But he's a very bright guy. He's just brilliant. But maybe all the people who are oversensitive and have I don't even know if Erica Nardini is staying or going. But you know, she was brought in by the previous owners. So who knows? Or, or if she's going with Penn. Who knows? And by the way, where's our offer letter? Does that go with Penn or Barstool? <laughs> I don't think. If it's with Penn, I don't think you're then we need to we need to backstab Barstool. And, and if it's with Barstool, I don't think. I, yeah. What you don't? You saying there's not hope? <laughs> I, I think we're. I, yeah. So I mean, I think this is is good news. Um, I mean, he's... no, I'm very. I think it's great news for the world and for America, and like you say, for men probably and for women. I mean, like a lot of women like barstool content too. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think it's great news all around, and you know, I obviously don't always agree with a lot of the stuff that people say on barstool. Well, when we stuff. were on the precipice of being hired by them, <laughs> you actually, and we can disclose this now. You and I had some heated arguments about you didn't gambling want to do gambling. And gambling in particular. Right. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, obviously. I'd... But uh, and obviously, I mean, like, I deeply agree, disagree with, um, you know, like Dave Portnoy's stance on like abortion or like a bunch of other issues, you know, because I culturally am a conservative and like I don't necessarily, but I'm happy that it exists and i'm happy that it's out there and i'm happy that it's going to continue to exist in a form that is not beholden to like the state of massachusetts gambling commission for permission to do what they Mm. do because that's a non-starter you can't have a content company that makes anything worthwhile that has to listen to people on beacon hill about what they're allowed to say and not say it's just that's that's a non-starter if you're a podcasting company. Uh, right. There's no point. Exactly. Especially in these uh, times of accelerated emergency, As Alice. of today, close to 5,600 families with children are living in state-funded shelters, hotels, dorms, and other emergency facilities across Massachusetts. That figure is 80% higher than it was just one year ago. It represents more than 20,000 people growing every day. These families include newborns, very young children, and expecting mothers. It's more families than our state has ever served, exponentially more than our state has ever served. But sanctuary means sanctuary. I mean... I don't see the problem. Bring them all. I'm calling... I'm Tom Shattuck. I am a Bay Stater. I pay taxes in here in Massachusetts and in Connecticut. (laughs) And I am calling on all of our migrant friends to come to New England. Absolutely. More the merrier. I'm so astonished that they can, with a straight face, do this. And I know all the California mayors have been doing it, and Eric Adams in New York, and the Chicago people have been freaking out about the emergency and the migrants and everything. Like, I just, I don't see how they can, with a straight face, do this. Everybody's been saying we have a massive emergency at the border, and then, like, a tiny percent of the problem shows up on your doorstep and all of a sudden it's an emergency. It's incredible to me. And that number, by the way, is incredible to me. Yes. That's a big number of families with children who have no homes, who are not authorized legally to work in this state, so can't make money. Who do not speak English. 
yeah, I mean, I don't know in particular how many of them speak English or not. Have kids that are going to need to be educated in the schools mm-hmm. will need ESL teachers and because everything else. they do not else. speak English. Right. And, and, you know, have nowhere to live. And when you think about it, okay, like it's 5,600 families. So there's what, about 6 million people in Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to like do out the math. So that's like one family for roughly every thousand residents of Massachusetts. So for like... A town like the size we live in, that's like a population of like 5,000 people, that's like five full families added to your school district who don't have homes. Like, think about what happens in the community when like a house burns down and you need to do that. In a community like the one we used to live in, where it was more like 30,000 people, it's now 30 full families worth of people hitting your municipal tax system who need food. Who needs somewhere to live? Oh, how, so where schooling. are they going to live? Right now they're in shelters, hotels. Like there's nowhere for them to live and they can't make money because they don't have work permits because they're migrants and they're waiting on their asylum claims. And since the Biden presidency has begun, there's been 6 million is the official counted right. number of folks who are now our neighbors. Right. So, but just, I mean, this 5,600 number, that's the, like, number currently, and that's just the ones with families, not including, like, people who aren't families, Yes, 27-year-old high school students. (laughs) Right. That's not including the uh, Latin kings. So, that's really, like, when you start to think about how much that's going to affect your municipal budget or whatever it is, like, that, that's an astonishing number of people to all of a sudden be putting up who can't get jobs, support themselves, have no place to live. Like, And that's also just the ones who are in shelters right now. It's not including ones who have sponsors, like relatives in the United States or something that have people to live with or whatever. But like, that's a lot of people. It's And, and it's only going to go up because the Biden administration has shown absolutely no interest in doing anything about the border. Well, he was at the border today. I'm sorry. He was in Arizona today. <laughs> he didn't go to the border. He was in Arizona today. I wonder if I still have that up somewhere. I just want to read where Biden was today. This is During this emergency um, today, Joe Biden was indeed at the border. And this is great because I heard this. Cliff says we should try our pitch again. Let's, we're trying it again. Um, Biden to create monument around the Grand Canyon. The president will sign a proclamation with uh, creating his fifth national monument Tuesday, protecting lands important to dozens to a dozen Native American tribes. Mm -hmm. Did you see the video I saw? Joe Biden Tuesday. No, of Biden talking. Oh, I don't know. I'll get to it in a second. But listen, I I I heard the news this morning. Try to pronounce this. Uh, Biden is uh, nearby Native American tribes. The badge Nuwabs Joe. Ita Kuveni, Ancestral Footprints of the Grand Canyon National Monument will be the fifth designated by President Biden. Change the freaking name. Okay? <laughs> That's ridiculous. In any culture at any time. Ha- to have the badge, Nuavjo Ita Kuveni, that's too much work. Okay? Stop it. Just name it something else or acronym this. B-N-I-K. The Benix. Okay? That's what you are from now on. Please. They think he's doing it. He's with the Bob can't tribes right now, uh, doing a ribbon cutting instead of in Arizona where people are pouring across the border, child trafficking, sex trafficking, fentanyl, all sorts of stuff. 
This freaking administration blows. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. They're unbelievably bad. They just have no interest. Another um, big electric vehicle battery company that Biden's been propping up with all his legislation. And he's, you know, virtually toured the facility and talked about them. We'll get to that in a second. Let's, let's, they just went belly up. Through, here's him at the thing, and then we'll get to that okay. audio. By the way, I'll never forget, I was standing in Washington, a little girl walked up to me. I could see her daddy say, go up and say something to the president. She walked up and she said, Mr. President, would you take care of Bear's ears for me? And I didn't know what she meant when she said it. You take care of Bear's ears for me. Well, we took care of her and we gave her the signing pen. By the way. <sighs> Tom, did a little girl come up to him in Washington and ask him to save Bear's ears? No. <laughs> did that happen? That did not happen. <laughs> uh, let me see. Um... Let me hold okay, on. so I'm looking for we, the other Biden one. Is this about the electric batteries? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because the the electric vehicles. I mean, the climate thing is just the grift that keeps on giving. We talked in the Patreon show the other night about how you know the the battery sizes and stuff are just ludicrous for the bigger cars. The Grand Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world. Literally, think of that. You know. It's, this literally think of that nine wonders of the world stuff with his stupid aviator glasses. He's a walking freaking joke. He's the terrible. guy is oh he sucks. And he think like with his aviators he actually does he think he's cool? Yeah, he does think he's cool. They keep telling him he's cool, and he drives his cool cars, and you know they make signs of him and talk about malarkey. Okay, where's that other other one with the cars? Is that did I drop that one? I don't know where that one. We have a lot of stuff. Today. Yeah. So also, and I just saw this right before we started the show. History was made today. I don't know if you realize this. Oh my goodness! I'm always looking forward to this. Yes. No. What? Um. So for the first time in history, um, at the VMAs, um, for the award, uh, video of the year award. They have nominated no men for the video of the year category. That's the first time. Wow, in VMA's, the ladies. VMA's history. So the ladies dominated. Yes, yeah, so, and we're familiar with a bunch of these, obviously. Um, okay, so for the nominees for video of the year 2023, Doja's Attention, Miley Cyrus's Flowers. We like that. Nicki Minaj's Super Freaky Girl. I don't know that. Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire. That's had some playtime at our house. Yes, indeed. Uh, SZA's Kill Bill. You like that. Yo, I love that song. I didn't know that song was that new, though. Um, and Taylor Swift's Antihero, as well as uh, Sam Smith's Unholy, or collaboration on something with Unholy, which made Sam Smith, Smith is a fellow, I think. Uh, no. It, it oh. made him the first openly non-binary and openly transgender artist to have a number one song on the Billboard 100. Oh, so he's a woman. He's a non-binary person. Or, okay. So there oh, were no men man. nominated. Okay. So for the first time in VMA's history, wow. no men nominated. Unbelievable. <laughs> so that's where we are. Congrats, ladies and Sam Smith, for <laughs> on your achievement. <laughs> Uh, Interior Secretary Deb Haaland, the first Native American to lead the agency, told reporters during a Monday evening Zoom call that her visit to the region in May when she hiked along the Grand Canyon's South Rim with members of uh, 
Havasupai tribe convinced her the monument designation was justified. I witnessed the deep connection that the Havasupai people have with the land. Listen to this. Can I just say something here? Mm-hmm. How do I po- say this? I don't believe a lot of these people are legit. It, it, obviously, the Deb Haaland, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Spending a lot of time worried about the sacred lands instead of jumping into the game of life in America, I just think maybe not is not all that productive. Not all that productive. Many Indians, the majority of the majority of Indians in the sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, and eighteen hundreds assimilated into society. And have garnered great reward for doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, reservation life ain't at all cra- cracked up to be. Right. So, okay. What else we got? Well, uh, oh, things, I should, things I wanna, are not going well in Oakland, I want to hold on. I want to see if I can find some... Uh, okay, go ahead and read. I want to see if I can find some Deb Haaland, because apparently there's she says also, the name. There's also a video to go with the Oakland story, too. But um, CNN is reporting that in Oakland, California, uh, residents are facing a surge in crime. The NAACP is demanding that a state of emergency be declared. Um, and uh, police are have advice for residents, per usual... They're letting you know what you can do in the surge in crime. Any guesses, Tom, what you should do? Um, lock yourself inside. Don't resist. Um, you should add security bars to your doors and windows. And uh, you should also use air horns to alert neighbors to intruders. <laughs> <laughs> so they, that's how they recommend you defend yourself in, uh, in Oakland. Um, there is a video too where Oakland residents say they are unnerved and considering fleeing the state because the rise in violent crime that has community activists, including the local NAACP, demanding urgent action from city officials. The branch president and Oakland pastor Bishop Bob Jackson demanded action from elected leaders to ensure public safety in especially in predominantly black neighborhoods. African Americans are disproportionately hit hardest by the crime in East Oakland and other parts of the city, but residents from all parts of the city report they do not feel safe, they said. It's obviously true that black residents are disproportionately hit by the rise in violent crime because black residents were disproportionately hit by the lack of enforcement of violent crime in their communities. Of course. Of course. Because of George Floyd and all these other factors and these DAs that they keep electing in places like this. And, you know, and they specifically asked the police not to enforce laws in the black community. Right, of course. And so now black residents are being disproportionately hit with a rise in crime and being told to get an air horn (laughs) for when somebody breaks into your house so at least you can warn the neighbors, I guess. You know, you're going to be attacked and raped and murdered, but at least, you know, at least your neighbors will know someone's on the loose. Maybe they'll have time to call the police and maybe they'll, they'll be able to show up. Um... 
The Alameda County District Attorney's Office refuted the NAACP's characterization of the city officials' efforts to stop the surge in crime. We're disappointed they would take a false narrative on such an important matter, the office said in a statement. While the sides appear to disagree on how the narrative is framed, one truth appears undeniable. Oakland is buckling under a rise in crime. (sighs) Although homicides are down 14% over the last year, burglaries have increased 41% and robberies by more than 20%, according to data by the police department. Uh, the chief of police says he's aware the rising crime is putting a strain on the quality of life for residents and tourists. Imagine if they're writing this in CNN, how bad it must actually be. Uh, yes, I can imagine. If they're saying that the rise in crime is because this time last year, they were all telling us that the conservative narratives about rises in crime were all made up and actually crime is way down and things are great and don't pay any attention. There is no rising crime. So if they're going around saying like, wow, there's been a rise in crime that's really affected um, our black residents and it's really disproportionately hurting them and we need to do something about it. This is affecting quality of life. You know, if that's where they are, where they're saying that, it must be really terrible at this point. Of course it is. Hang on one second. I just want to check with my friends. Okay, that's not not what I need. I need Deb Haaland. I want Deb Haaland. I want to hear her pronounce this very popular, well-known Indian tribe name. That we all know is absolutely well-known. Here's Biden. Yeah. And plants from savannas to sagebrush to ponderosa pine. A haven of ironic species like bats, bison, bighorn sheep, and nearly 450 kinds of birds, including the bald and golden eagles. They're the historic home of 3,000 cultural sites, cliff houses, cave paintings. Damn it, there's no Deb Haaland. This is unfortunate. I need her. That is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Um, Another public health issue that's impacting California now as we're heading back to school is that um, California, in order to cover for the fact that they suck at educating students in the California public schools, um, they voted in a rule that now they have to offer what's called, um, I think they call it like training kindergarten or something, but basically they've a transitional kindergarten. There we go. TK. So the state's <laughs> expansion has now required elementary schools to add a new grade level transitional kindergarten. Okay. So they have to enroll all the students who are four years old into the school. Now they have to take all the four year olds free at the school okay which is going to crowd the school i would think um yeah but it in particular it's calling it causing a specific problem um that the teachers are not a fan of that's a problem we run into in this house hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is it uh, have to do with um, has to do secretions? With, has to do with children who might need some help. Yes, in the restroom, being thorough and the remembering teachers don't want to be told to hands. wipe them. No, in preschool, teachers would supervise in the bathroom, help him wipe if he needed assistance, remind him to wash his hands, change his clothing after an accident. When he starts transitional kindergarten, he'll have to manage everything on his own. Potty training wants primarily the purview of parents and child care programs. So child care programs like where you leave your kid where it's like a daycare, they do right. do that stuff. Yes. They change diapers and all those things. But teachers are in a union that has a contract. Oh. <laughs> and they did not... Sign up what about to our, wipe well, people's butts. <laughs> but what about our most precious natural resource? Our um, children. Don't children with special needs are required to receive toilet assistance as part of an IEP, but generally schools have not provided assistance. Uh, the California Teachers Association recommends the issue be bargained into teachers' contracts. A spokesperson for the Department of Education says the school districts may need to renegotiate with labor unions to meet the needs of children who are not potty trained. At the L.A. Unified School District, they said that the transitional kindergarten teachers will provide numerous bathroom breaks and aids will be made available to support children if they have an accident. Uh, at San Diego Unified, uh, an online FAQ said students had to be potty trained, but it has now been updated saying the state requires the district to admit non-potty trained students and the district offers excused absences in context consecutive 10-day spans to learn at home. Have fun with that, California. At Montebello Unified, students still in diapers are sent to the office where the nurse or health aide will change them. And at another district, enrolling families are referred to an online potty training FAQ with resources and recommendations, and they'll have to pick up their child from school in case of an accident. Uh, oh, and, Alice, I forgot. Yeah. Alice, you know what we get to do this month? What do we get to do this? Buy month? hundreds of dollars of school supplies and cleaning supplies oh, and other okay. supplies that somehow the schools just can't afford, well, even with all the COVID money. Good thing we're not in California, but we'd be buying diapers for the classroom, <laughs> too. What racket. Um, uh... So uh, one director of an early education program at the Lindsay Unified School District in Central Valley says that it's not that the kids need to adjust to the school system. The school systems need to adjust to the younger learners. Mm, yeah. But it's not just the youngest learners who need assistance. The state has received questions about toilet issues all the way up to third grade. Students have returned from the pandemic with varying needs and trauma, and trauma has an impact on toileting regressions. Okay. All right. Have you seen this thing on January 6th, this tape? No. Showing cops, uniform cops, talking to uh, cops out of uniform. Maybe, maybe a, do, uh, do any of your non-uniform guys have any identifiers? Like they will have a wristband. Their guns will have a candy stripe on the barrel. Okay. I don't know the wristband color, but they'll have a wristband somewhere. Okay. That's how you tell if they're feds. Wristbands. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's conclusive, but Alice, congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. Congratulations. Your friend 
Your friend, the, the uh, six-foot-tall chipmunk, Taylor Swift, Alice, has a new friend. <laughs> who is Dylan Mulvaney. She tries so hard. She tries so hard to get in good with the Wokies, and they just still don't like her. Dylan Mulvaney looks like Dylan Mulvaney was given special access to Taylor Swift's concert tonight. When I said Taylor Swift was trash and people hated on that post, they should have just realized that I was right. This says, that's Joey somebody. You mean, can't, if you're going to be a conservative, and I still like Taylor Swift, I'm sorry. If you're going to be a conservative, you have to resign yourself to a lot of the, to the fact that a lot of the people making good music and good movies and good stuff hate you. Like, that's just... Well, that's fine. But, you know, if they're, you know, Dylan Mulvaney, there you go. Donald Trump, meanwhile, in New Hampshire today. How can my corrupt political opponent, crooked Joe Biden, put me on trial during an election campaign that I'm winning by a lot? but forcing me nevertheless to spend time and money away from the campaign trail in order to fight bogus, made-up accusations and charges. That's what they're doing. I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on bullshit because his attorney general charged me with something. Terrible. That's a good point. And here they go. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> Trump. His, he is definitely the funniest guy we've ever had. He's happy to let them go, um, let them continue like that. And then, of course, this is, he is, this is why his fans love him. It's like the Minifans or, or other like like loyal fans or like some of the Barstool people because he's willing to go... The stuff he does for them endears them to him forever, like this. No, no, Christy's, he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? So. <laughs> it's on the main wire, by the way. Oh, man. Too good. Too good. There's been so much stuff. By the way, Bill Mark just getting absolutely pummeled for his, and I didn't listen to this because I thought it would be lame, his interview with Riley She is Deans. the trans swimmer who beat you. We tied. Leah Thomas. I did not get beat. Um, I get called. No, beat you in the locker room with her big cock. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> in that <Yeah>. case. <laughs> How big is her cock? <laughs> well, You've can... seen her cock, right? We all did. Well, Sorry, it restarted. Now it's loading in my, uh, an ad. Uh, anyway, people are very mad at Bill Maher. She is the trans swimmer who beat you. We tied. I did not get beat. Um, I get called. No, beat you in the locker room with her big <laughs> There we go. <laughs> in that <Yeah>. case. <laughs> how big is her c***? <laughs> well, You've can... seen her c***, right? We all did. Well, how I mean... big is it? Now, I mean... to I must say, to Bill Maher's, um, uh, um, um, Defense. What do you think about this? 
people are saying attacking Leah Thomas, whatever. Leah Thomas deserves this kind of attack, and absolutely, he's the one with the penis in the locker room with the girls. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more like, I'd be more concerned. Although, hopefully, Riley Gaines knows what she's getting into when she goes on Bill Maher because yep. he's like that. But well, like, he's I'd also this this more interview. About- this interview. The club random, he's drunk and high during it. Okay. So. so, yeah. So then, you know, fine. I guess you know what you're getting into when you go on it. But, like, you know, I when you said it was like he was getting crap for it, I thought you were going to say, like, for talking like that to somebody who had to be exposed to Will Thomas's cock in the locker room. Alice! You know, like... D- did she Alice. making her relive her Alice Mar. <laughs> what, what kind relive of a cock her is trauma? It? Describe her. Let's see. Um, well, I don't want to well, see it. Well, I just wanted to hear it. Describe. Well, if I had to see it, you have to hear it. First of all, <laughs> this is a six foot four man, right? Well, six a trans woman. A male. Okay, this is what she would claim, um, and she does go through life as a woman, correct? Like a woman with. Male parts. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to like, <laughs> the, like paint the portrait. Okay, wait. Can I? I'll be frank here. I don't use she/her pronouns when referring to yeah. Thomas, and I call it a male. I think even using the term trans woman is giving Thomas some of our language as women, and I, I think. Trans woman is a subset of male. I do not believe trans women are women, and so I'm saying that up front on yeah. the record. No, I'm basically on that page. I, I think, of course, a trans trans is a is a true phenomenon. There are some people who are, and I'm sure this is the wrong phrasing, but people know what I mean. Born in the wrong body. Right. You know, they really do feel and want to be the sex they were not born. I get that, and those people should be protected and respected. That is my position as a one-issue candidate running for governor. No, (laughs) protected and respected. But I also agree with you that it is a different category. It is not the same thing as women, and you hear women all the time, and not just conservative women, who say, I am being erased. Right. And what I do and the way I have walked through life is different enough. There's There's difference in degree and difference in kind. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good, the offensive stuff we've already been through. Yeah. But um, I, I like to Bill Maher's saying stuff, and he's um, he's just he's becoming more just carefree. Yeah. And I I think that's a good thing. I get no. I think it is too. I get no problem with that. All right, uh, is it time one, or do we? Well, I have one more quick note. Which is good news. I know you were worried about who we should blame for women's soccer losing at the World Cup. Yes. Um, And the New Republic has figured it out whose fault it is. They have an article out entitled, The Real Reason the U.S. Women's National Team Lost. You want to take any guesses? Uh, Trump? It's figures like Donald Trump. Oh my goodness! That's <laughs> and for great. that matter, Ron DeSantis, who have injected politics into sports discourse, drawing the U.S. women's national team into a conversation no one asked for and attacking them for their own benefit. We've politicized. Republicans did it, mostly Donald Trump, but also Ron DeSantis, possibly, just in case he wins the Republican nomination, too. You don't want to leave him out. They've politicized the women's national soccer team. Of course. 
<laughs> they did, who did nothing, who did not ask for this conversation or to be political in any way whatsoever. So, <laughs> good to know. See? Alice, what is the hot sauce? It is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. And uh, they bring to us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where you can leave a message for us. All right. So there's been lots of um, subterfuge again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fritz is not one of them. I was thinking, like, um, yesterday, I went into, like, the package store down the road, and um, I I wondered um, if the whole Bud Light thing was a whole, like, sham to get, like, people to buy other products by Anheuser-Busch because now they're flying off the shelves, and nobody really wants to buy Bud Light anymore. Yeah, Bud Light. (laughs) It sounds like Bud Light. Kind of weird, right? If you think it about it, right they might. Oh, it's more than cheap, but Christy, it's like yeah. gone. And they were trying to sell them for like a dollar a beer, and um, but now when I go in the store, most of the Bud Light is gone, most of the Budweiser is gone, but the, all the other brands that are spinoffs of Anheuser Busch, yeah, like Bush Light, flying off the shelves, flying off the shelves. Yeah, people don't know. Might have been just a way to kick up the company, and it all could be just a sham and a lie. You never know. Wee! <laughs> I don't think it was. Beer. Wee! I don't think it was, uh, unfortunately. Jack yeah. Torrance from Merrimack. I just Googled the name. Jack Torrance is the, the psycho. From The Shining. You saw by Jack Nicholson. I have not seen The Shining, Alice. I have not seen that piece as yet. But uh, here we go. Hi. Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. Uh, if I sound a little stuffy, it's because I'm just getting over my third time at bat with uh, the vid. <laughs> and uh, oh, nice. this was not a very pleasant experience. Really? It? Wow. It's tearing through Manhattan. You see that, Alice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Tom, I'm a little concerned yes. because the only other person that I've heard use per second per second in a sentence besides Alice F. Buckley is uh, <laughs> Jack Torrance in The Shining. <laughs> and uh, uh, he uses it when he's describing to the ghost bartender Lloyd how he accidentally broke someone's arm. Uh, and he goes, uh, a momentary loss of muscular coordination. A few extra foot pounds per second per second. And then he snaps his fingers <laughs> to simulate the snapping of the bone. Dang. Now, uh, I'm not saying I'm going to start calling you Wendy, but uh, you better start sleeping with one eye open, pal. That's, that's my suggestion. Uh, thank you. Yeah, there's no doubt. I have seen Alice give me a look that she's been doing it for a year, even when she was just 23, the I'm going to stab you. She has wished me to be dead several times, and she assaulted me just last year with a phone to the head because I texted her sister. Yes, I do not at all doubt. I do, but it's not going to be a castration while I'm sleeping. It's going to be an ice pick in the heart, (laughs) and then you're going to do something with the body. Definitely. (laughs) I'm sure you have the stuff for it in the shed. I just haven't bothered looking, like, why there's a big drum in the shed. Okay, Alice, are you ready? DD, DB, no, no, BB. Burn Barrel. DB. Danny and Bill Rickup, maybe? Lover Boy. Tom, have you ever been told that your doppelganger is the lead singer from Lover Boy? I don't know. He's grown to be a bit rotund (laughs) in recent years. I mean, maybe pre awaken one eighty, Tom. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that's true. Do, yeah, that guy. Both working for the weekend. I have to Google. No, it. there was a movie um, with I think it was um, 
Charles Bronson called Vice Squad, and the killer in that movie looks just like the sing the singer from Loverboy. Vice Squad, IMDb, IMDb. I never looked like I never liked Mike the way the Arena? way the the um. I never liked the way the Loverboy singer looked in, or that guy from Vice Squad. He's really mm. really a psycho looking guy. Hold on, let me find the cast members for you. It is uh, uh, Wings Hauser. You have better hair than him, for sure. I think is is it Wings Hauser? Is that who plays the vice? He does the aging rock star thing where he covers his receding hairline with a bandana, so he still seems cool. Okay, Gary Swanson is the psycho. I think I don't know. It's one of the guys in 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 Vice Squad. Don't see Vice Squad, by the way. It's a weird thing. Somebody is actually. Actually, is castrated in that in that movie. Very bad scene. Bad yeah, scene. Brett Michaels does that bandana thing too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's you know, so they still feel young. They can cover the fact that they're balding. Um. Yeah, and I also don't love the song "Everybody's Working for the Weekend." I think it's terrible. I also didn't know until I heard it in KMS that that song that they sing "Almost Paradise," hmm. which is huge because that was the official song of um of uh, my friend who I shan't name and his girlfriend Stacy when we were in fifth grade. Mine was uh, "Let's Hear It for the Boy." Let's hear it for the boy. You know the song? Mm-mm. You don't? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> SFM. Steve from Merrimack. I left my saliva in San Francisco. I think uh, yes. Steve from Aramis. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. Now, I'm, I'm not belittling in any way this woman's horrible experience in San Francisco, but if someone came up to you and randomly spat in your face, would your first reaction be to say, excuse that, did you just spat in my face? <laughs> or would your first reaction be to go, oh, God, <laughs> and then wouldn't your second reaction be to grab a can of peas or, or cranberry sauce out of your bag? And heave it at the mother effer's head. I don't care how you big he is. You would think so. Yeah. Oh, that is disgusting. You would think so. I feel I, terrible for her, but it's uh, just kind I, of an amusing first reaction. I don't know how terrible I feel for her. Tom went through a bunch more of her audio. She also, um, somebody in her comments asked her if the person who did it was black and... She was like, this is so racist that you would say that. And of course, it wasn't a black person. It was a very well-dressed and well-groomed yes. white person. Right. Which I'm totally willing to believe that it's a white person. There's plenty yes. of psycho, especially since she said she was at Whole Foods. Like, I think it's t- t- completely possible. Could be a crazy white person. I do not believe that it was like a banker <laughs> who was well-dressed and well-groomed and like in a <laughs> fancy suit who went around spitting in some random woman's face. I just don't because the type of people who have the money to be well-dressed and well-groomed and have the type of jobs to have that kind of money tend to have more impulse control than to spit in strangers' faces uh, at the Whole Foods. Correct. Hey, Tom, obviously yes. they are not Marjorie Taylor Greene, who to me is still the number one. But where do you stand with Carrie Lake and Lauren Boebert? Both spitfire, mm-hmm. attractive Republicans, who I feel would be great vice president material should Trump be nominated again. I think he should go with Marjorie Taylor Greene and really have a crazy mm. presidential duo. 
but Colbert or Lake would just be as good. So, I bet you Lake is on Trump's short list. Yeah, I, I am. Would be a favor. Very drawn to her. She is beautiful. She has a she has a the the smoky, almost baritone, feminine voice of from Winchester High School. That if you guys went to Winchester High around 1990, 1991, that Kathy Green had beautiful young lady who's completely gone off social media. Hmm. Just it's not on anything, but has a very lovely voice. Bobert, I mean, I like her because I like crazy women. I like the idea that, you know, she wants to bring her gun into the chamber <laughs> today. I think she's more, more attractive than Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, but I belong to some others as well, like Mace is, uh, is mine. She's more your type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And there's a couple of other governors there. Um, but yeah, I could, I could see Trump. Carrie Lake would be singing the yeah, tune the whole time. And it would time. be a favor to Arizona because it's looking like. I mean, did you see that poll that I sent us? That she's like, a, in terms of perspective names of people for their 2024 Senate race, she's like 60 whatever percent for the nominee for their Senate race in Arizona. Is that really true? Yeah. Wow. Carrie Lake is? For the Republican nomination for the Senate race. Yeah. Wow. So the Republicans there still want her more than yeah. anybody else. I mean, she's miles ahead of anybody else to get that nomination. If she wants that, that's hers. And I I just don't know. That election was very close. I think she could have maybe won it, but I don't I don't know if her behavior after that election uh, Trump likes that behavior. Her. Helps her win a general election in Arizona. Do you think it Trump does? likes that behavior? I thought she was pretty dynamic. I'm, 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 I'm all in on her. Um, okay, naming convention. I'll six oh eight. What does that mean? Six oh eight. Is that an area code? I don't know. Is it six oh eight? What area code is six oh eight? I don't know. Uh, let me type it up here. Don't 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 go it. What area code is this? Is duck duck go six oh eight? That's in Wisconsin. I don't. I doubt. Maybe it's not that. Yeah. Maybe it is that. Okay. Maybe here we it's go. Not. Maybe it's referencing episode six. Six oh eight. Joe Dwinell, who was one mm-hmm. of the editors. Now he's the editor in chief of the Herald, unless they've let him go. T T M F I N R lady. That's B-B-P- the lady on the plane that has now been identified. The yes. That mfr back there is not real exactly lady yeah they identified her she's some realtor apparently the altercation was with somebody else in her traveling party which was like extended family over a set of headphones which doesn't yes. seem to really go with the video but um that's who she is in the police yeah report. so snake I'm- guy is exonerated <laughs> <laughs> so i just had a report that the so-called media has tracked down the airline passenger mm-hmm. claiming that that mf back there is not human yep mm-hmm. they've tracked her down they've doxxed her have pictures of her home that they've posted online yeah she's they a nice house. have released her name they have said what she does for work i'm sure they've mentioned where she works too oh never mind not All a realtor she's like a marketing reason. executive or something i forgot anyway it, this is so disgusting because people I know wanted now, to know tim people wanted to yeah. know about this woman than they do about Joe Biden's scandals that are just right in front of our face than they know about Barack Obama's girlfriend in college or the composite girlfriend. And this is the state of the media today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely pathetic. But on the upside, hey, T-Bone, they published the name, the pictures, where this woman lives. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I think we're going to get even more pictures of her. So every cloud has a silver lining. I'm you astonished know what I'm that it took that I hear what you're saying. I'm astonished that saying. it took that long. Yeah, I know. I'm shocked. I was. I can't believe it. It almost like makes me think something's up. Like it's well, not you, it really may be one of these situations where that looks weird. Maybe a situation where they, that looked nothing like she usually looks. Maybe she's a realtor. Who knows? Somebody's, I'm not a realtor. She's like or, a marketing or, executive. I think I forgot. It was like some job like that. But yeah, she has like a two million dollar house. Right. She's obviously, and there's some article like that's about her, you know, from a few years back saying that. You know, she likes to work hard and play hard, which is like, but yeah, sounds but, like it. But it seems like your like friends or relatives or somebody would recognize you from that and like have leaked it before then. Yeah, I, you would think so, but uh, apparently they did not. But yeah, no, the the, the curiosity. I mean, the, the president took bribes from foreign countries. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> As long as he didn't move boxes around. But wait, he did, but he's not indicted for it because <laughs> he just isn't. And now we're not going to – nobody's investigating Hunter and Joe's payoffs from the feds. And they stepped on the IRS who did investigating. This is the biggest scandal in American political history. It's fine. Uh, naming convention, BBP mm-hmm. or is it AYCEP? Forward slash none of your business who. <laughs> forward slash – the Prince, and this is from Hannah's Facial at AOL.com, because the woman from San Francisco, Hannah, had taken, I played it, played it on the show today, had taken her boyfriend to get his first facial. Yes. To which Tim called in mm-hmm. uh, and to WTIC and explained that he uh, didn't think it was his first facial, mm. um, which I stepped over quietly. But I don't know much about uh, spa life, so there we go. As Tom's savior and mentor and hero, Barack Hussein Obama would say, <laughs> let me be clear. Anyway, Steve, I would never criticize another caller. Uh-oh. Well, unless you're like some commie groomer, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah. What's going on here is Shattuck. Yes, sir. Which is typical of Shattuck, not taking any blame, <laughs> is trying to lay the blame at your feet, at my feet. You have nothing to apologize for. You did everything the right way. My critique, dare I say my criticism, is of one Shattuck himself. Incorrect. So he gets somebody to submit a call using his Fakakta system, (laughs) and Tom still screws it up. So our job is not make things easier for Tom. It's actually to make it harder. But what he's doing here, Machiavelli Shattuck, is he's trying to divide us (laughs) this and this in a Shattuck call us. I, for one, will not stand for this. I will never label my calls correctly. And I continue to upset the process. By the way, great call, Steve. Thanks, Tim. That's sweet. Look at their friends. Yeah, well, uh, not for long. (laughs) Did we have all-you-can-eat calls, by the way, that we were supposed to do and we didn't do in our show that we did this morning? I don't know. There is a new episode out of All You Can Eat, by the way. Go listen to that. It's a really good one. It's a really fun. good we're one. Having and there's a lot another of fun. really good one coming oh, later this week. Yeah, absolutely. And we're having a lot of fun. And actually, we're planning on something. We're going to be gone next week, but we're planning on working on something to get something out there for next week while we are gone. Because uh, it just doesn't We're not going right. to leave you guys hanging. Absolutely. And in Patreon, folks, obviously, we'll get that uh, first. first. But feel then... free to just sign up for Patreon. It's like, what does it cost, Alice? Uh, five or $10 a month. 
that's nothing. That's the that's like uh you know, three of these canteen watermelon vodka yeah, soda drinks. Tom drinks like five times that every day. Yeah, else can we <laughs> workshop this before we go to the show with it? Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Whether you go on Patreon or not, we still love you either way. And um, if you want to do that at Patreon, that's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Of course, listening to the show for free, you can do at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can leave chat chat messages, either for here or for the All You Can Eat podcast. Um, Listen to that. Like I said, new episode out. Uh, This show is available wherever you listen to podcasts on Rumble, on YouTube, etc. great song it's about me that was my stacy my friend also had a stacy about me Maybe he's no Romeo, but he's my loving one-man show. Oh, let's hear it from the boy. Well, reach out to Stacy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.